Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, hello, hello. Here we are again. We're on Blog Talk Radio, and this is the K Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. And I am here today doing a really big act of kindness for everybody in our audience because I'm introducing Stephen Sambliss as my guest, who I got to tell you what, I, I think that this is a major coup that I've accomplished here today to cross paths with this gentleman. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm good. It's really great to be here, by the way. It is great. So we've had a fun little chat before we got started. And yeah. I'm. And here's the other thing. So this is not just the K-Factor. This is also the um, Partners in Excellence Media, because I decided during December that I am the media. <laughs> and yeah. my co-hosts are the media, because what do we do? We bring you the real news. You know, about you, your well-being, what's going on, how do you feel, what's with your business, your life, your your health. And we're the influencers. And so who better to invite onto this platform than an influencer who is a, you're a media mogul and a visionary all on your own over there, Mr. Sambliss. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's kind of funny. It's... um you become these things and don't give yourself titles, but you become these things when you have a sense of service and gratitude in your heart in what you're doing. That's and that's, that's how I got to where I am right now. You know, this whole thing, um, people don't, that are listening don't know this, but I, I created a book series called One Habit. Yeah. And it started last June, well, June before last, with uh, one book which I thought was going to be the only book where I asked a hundred very successful people, yeah. if you could instantly instill in a child one habit, what would it be and why? And the book just took off. We had a hundred people in the book. Yeah. It's so funny because I've never published before. I've never wrote anything before. <laughs> um, didn't know how to get the book published. Really? And so at the age of 58, my life completely changed. Yeah, I, I, went, I, I suddenly became a writer a publisher, yeah. uh, international distributor. Oh. And it's been, like I said, it's been all based on uh, coming from a place of service and gratitude. And what has become of this is just, we've had nine best-selling books in the last 18, 19 months. That's unprecedented. Crazy. I mean, I don't know that even Jack Canfield did that with his chicken soup. They, they, well, when they came out with Chicken Soup and the Soul, I was, I was really good friends with Mark Victor Hansen, by the way, at wonderful. the time when Chicken Soup was first happening. Right. And I was, I was, um, Mark and I had the first conversations before it was even a book, before they even had a chapter in there um, about what the idea was. Yeah. And, um, and I remember talking to him because there's a guy named Bernie Dorman. He's passed away recently, but Bernie started um, a company called CEO Space. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait yeah. a second. He passed away recently? Yeah, several months ago. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I yeah, and it, it might have been a year ago even because of this, this uh, you know, our mental idea of what time oh, is, yeah. is just so compar- 
completely now. warped now. Yeah, but, but in October 91, Bernie did this thing at the Ritz-Carlton in Neely Island, Florida, yeah. called the Millionaire Forum, where people paid $7,500 for a weekend with Mark Victor Hansen, Val Vandewell, Bob Proctor, all these other amazing motivators. Now, Bernie had, he didn't have an hour-long speech he did. He literally had a 10-minute peak he did that was so impactful. It had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. But it was so impactful that you go, wow, and you wanted more. Ah. Whereas when you up on the platform, you're like, wow, got all I need. Yeah, right. And so and I talked to Mark about that. I said, Mark, I just think that, you know, your audio pillars are great for eight hours. And sometimes I'm two <laughs> hours in before I get to the point, you know? It's all, all a nice story. And, stuff. And, and by the way, he's one of the great, Mark is one of the greatest speakers ever. Yeah, his, he is his, phenomenal. His, yeah, his control of the English language is just amazing. Yes. And so we talked about that. And I think that was a lot of the reason why him and Jack got together and decided to do Chicken Soup because it was light bites of compelling knowledge. Yeah. And that's what Bernie did. Yeah. And and so, and that's very much what we're doing today in, in, in a way too. You know, we're, we're literally, the, the idea is one habit, just one habit can change your life forever, right? Yeah. Oh, my and each goodness. of our contributors, yeah, yeah, each of our contributors, there's our hundred in this book we're doing right now, you're in the book, oh, yeah. gives one habit, and this book is about, it's one habit to uh, to thrive in a post-COVID world, because the world's going to be a different place. Yes. And so each of you are giving us one singular habit, one singular powerful habit of what we can do, a habit of assuming ourselves, what we can do to make ourselves thrive in this world. And here's the reason why it works. So that's the idea of these chapters, the habit, a reason why an unhabit is something to get rid of, yeah. and, a, and a why that unhabit is important to get rid of. Right. You know, the thing that is so beautiful about it, and we had talked about this on the phone the other day, you had reached out to me and I, and I was thinking, what? <laughs> Because I, I didn't recognize your name, then I thought, maybe I should stop saying what and start saying yes. I mean, it is my favorite word in the entire English language, yes. <laughs> so I looked you up, and I mean, it, we've got all these people in common. Yeah, we, we have like 80 mutual friends that are actually real people. Yeah, they're real know? people, and they're pretty spectacular influencers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I started looking at that, and then I started looking at this one habit, and I thought, why would a doctor of psychology with a, a huge specialization in attitude formation and change and the acquisition and the cementing of habit not <laughs> glom onto this? <laughs> and so as soon as I had that recognition, boom, you had me. I said, wait a second, wait, don't close the door. I want it on this. And it's, it's wonderful because you made it so straightforward I can't wait to get my hands on the book. The book's going to be amazing. It's going to be about 700 pages. Oh, my gosh. It's going, to be, it's going to be huge. It's six by nine size. And let me tell you what's really cool about this. Yeah. Because we have 100 contributors, yeah. Everyone really, everyone's like you. They love this idea. They love this love book it. we're doing, right? Love it. And so what we do is, and, and by, by the way, the, the participation fee was almost free. It's so cheap yeah, right. to get this book. Right. You know, most books to be in the book is like $4,500 to $6,000. Yeah. We were just a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Because I want us to make money together. Yeah. I, I want us to tell, sell a bunch of books, right? And we Absolutely. have a best interest in doing that. So we're going to do on January 22nd an AR Facebook Live. Yeah. And you guys are at least book a time. And Whitney Wiley, who does all my Facebook Lives on launch days. Yeah. And we're going to have an international one habit to thrive in a post-COVID world Yay! day. 
when we're going to come on, and we're not going to talk about your habit. We're going to talk about you. Okay. And we're going to make the audience love you. Oh, Cause, good. Because, um, by the way, I have this epiphany. Yeah. I did the first book, the second book, yeah. the third one, and I always thought that my customer yeah. was the person buying the books. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, something hit me, and I realized to my stuff, I said, you know what? My, the person I serve is these authors. Yeah. If I can give the authors every single tool physically possible ah. to tell their story, ah. to get people to love them, from the biggest soapbox possible to put them <laughs> on top of and just tell their story to the world, people are going to love them. Yes. Then they're going to buy the book, by right. the way. Right. And But they're also going to be so invested. In, in the author's seat, I was just—I was thinking about this other thing before we came. I got so much to say to you. So I'm so, so excited. excited. About our conversation. Well, we've got seven hours for the show. Is that enough? Um, no, it's not actually. Uh, it, gets, it gets about half the contributors, and then over the next thirty days, we do about another five a day till everybody's had an interview. Oh gosh. We then take your individual interviews and we put an intro and an exit on it, and we give you that video. So you oh. get another tool to promote yourself. Oh, my gosh. That's and and, and by the way, when we're doing the interviews, once again, we're not talking about the book. Yeah. We mention it. We hold the book up. Right. Because you'll have a book in your hand. Everybody's going to buy their own book, so we have a book in their hand. Absolutely. But, but we talk about you because I want to make you even more successful than you currently are by, getting, by putting you in front of people that might not have heard of you, uh, that might not have known who you are. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but now they will. So I was thinking about something on this we did this interview today with you before we before we came uh, to do this. And I was I've interviewed fourteen hundred actors on camera. Mm. Uh, I was one of twenty people that for the last twelve years the studios would fly to LA when I wasn't living here before I lived in LA. Yeah. And, and have a sit down face to face with uh, Pacino, with uh, Dwayne the the Rock Johnson, with Vin Diesel, with um, Ben Affleck, Brian Cranston, and we and, and I really? talked to him about the movies that were coming out. Yeah. And Dwayne Johnson was somebody that I really found interesting because that when when I interviewed him, yeah. Now he first of all he was about to spend eight hours doing hundreds of interviews in one day in this one room where he was sitting in. Oh my gosh! And when I walked in, I felt like I was the only person he was talking to. Oh golly! And 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 people people. Just love him. You listen to one of those interviews, yeah. with, no matter who it was, there's only 20 of us, but internationally, there's like 60 interviewers that, that do international interviews as well, so it's like 80. Yeah. But when you watch one of Dwayne's interviews, you just love him. Really? And so you go to his movie, right? Oh, I love that. You love him, that. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to do the same thing with you guys. I love I want, I want people to say, God, Dr. Depp is the coolest <laughs> in the world. Yes. I want more of her. I want to read what she has to say. I want to watch her videos. I, I want to listen that. to her to radio shows. And that's that was part of that big pivot, that epiphany that made me realize oh, yeah. that if I can give you everything, we'll be able to serve more people and we'll all make money together. You know what? I love that. And when when someone operates out of that space, it can't help but be phenomenal because it comes from such a good, clean space in your mind, in your heart, and in your spirit. So, you know, I'll tell you something. As much as I love that, I have to tell you, that's been my idea here for this platform here, too, is I've invited people in to be my co-hosts to do a weekly show with me because I'm thinking, I love you. I love your voice. I love your message. I want to, I want to grow this platform so it's so huge that people who don't know you want to 
And and so they listen. They want your books. They want the webinars. They want your presence. They want you to come to panels and virtual events. And when we come back into real 3D life, they actually want you there. You know, come off the screen and come out here. So, you know, I, I love that. And, again, I want this to be profitable for them because, I mean, we're all in here because we love it, but we're all in here because we're in business. We just happen to really be smart enough to know that if we're not madly in love with our business, what's we the point? Be in it. Yeah, what's yeah, the point? Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that. Um, I, when I first did the first book, my, my mental visual perspective of life has changed so much from the first one to the, to the eighth book. Yeah. In, in the 20 months it's sort of been. And one of the things was, God, at the first book, I just, I, I just didn't charge people to be in the book. I took all the money out of my own pocket. And I was like, yeah. and then I was like, oh, wait a minute, I'm doing something good enough where they should cover their costs so we can build this book together. Right, right. And, but then I would come across people that are in the book. And I'm like, well, I don't really like selling myself. Cause <laughs> part of what, part of what I do, Deb, is I actually, I actually just go out and find brilliant minds that have maybe never been heard of before. Yeah. And it's the saddest thing to me because there's so many yeah. brilliant people out there. But they're like, well, I don't want to sell myself. When I was a stockbroker, when I was 22 years old, I got my stockbroker's license and I got a job working at Dean Witter. And I go in my office, I sit down and I just sit back and just wait. My boss says, what are you doing? I go, waiting for this phone to ring. He goes, the phone's not going to ring. <laughs> no matter how you good you are picking stocks, which you know I, he knew I was, unless you sell yourself, and build a client base, you will not serve anybody. And so there's so many people out there that are like, well, I'm 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 the best coach ever. Yeah. But I don't really like selling myself. I'm so I'm like, so you'll never help anybody. <laughs> you know, that's the problem. You'll never help anybody. <laughs> because you're not really about to sell yourself. So that was part of the paradigm shift too. I realized that uh, I have to help you guys in in not everybody, you know how to sell yourself, but a lot yeah. of people don't. And so I got to push them. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and at first I was frustrated, but then I got a point where I'm not frustrated at all. When I was like, I see somebody that, as an example, we do a book and they post a picture of the book on Facebook and they're holding it with no information on it whatsoever. He says, I got my book today. And I write, I write to him, I say, well, what was the purpose of posting the picture of the book? So people buy the book. How do we find the book? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and so I give them a little, a little six maybe four, four sentences and a link. Yeah. I said, send, give them a link. Right, There's right. nothing more frustrating than on the internet. When you, I would go to these amazing furniture sites, which show the coolest couch ever. I want that couch. Yes. And they make you try to, they make, yes. Yeah, where yes. are they? Yeah, they don't, yes. And they, they, don't, they don't let you know how to find this stuff. You, I know, I know. I stopped, it, I stopped going to that, that site because I was so, I was so frustrated. <laughs> I'm like going, oh my God, this is great. And now you're going to make me work to try to find a lamp that I want? No, you're not doing it. It's like torturing me. And we do the same thing to our customers, to our clients, the people yeah. that are following us. Right. Like, Get my book. And they're like, how? Exactly. Search for it. Good luck. You know? Yeah, right. What do I look at? I don't know. Habits. Just type in habits. You know what? Yeah. It, it's so funny because I, I've never thought of myself as a salesperson. In all my life, people have said, you could sell ice cream or snowballs or something to Eskimos, whatever it is. Eskimos, refrigerators to Eskimos. Yeah, there you go. And, and you know, I, I thought to myself, well, that's not a very nice thing to say. It makes me sound pushy. And I said, why do you say that? 
And and then I found out that if you are passionate about something, you're really genuinely interested. I can't sell anything that I don't believe in, but right. get out of my way. Because if I believe in something, then we need to make sure that it's in everybody's hands. You can't you can't help but exude that. And that which you exude is contagious because you have an energy that people are saying. It kind of reminds me of that episode on I Love Lucy. Remember? Where she was selling Vita Vita Vitamin. Yeah. <laughs> she was so funny, by the way. Yes. She yes. was, you know. Yeah. And, she, and, and everybody wanted it. Well, it's so easy. Now, she got drunk on it, you know, but <laughs> it is. And what you're doing, like, I love what your background is. You've got, it looks like New York behind you with the gap. And it looks like you've got the shopping district there, right? COVID bump bug over there exactly <laughs> and it's, t- it's taken over Times square it, you know what i was going to say it looks like Times square i love yeah. new york i miss new york and you've got that COVID over one shoulder and you've got the the stephen sambliss forbes riley love forbes riley she's just cutie pie best business partner i've ever had really i believe oh. that one she's habit to pivot your life in a post-covid world you know oh, by the way i gotta share some with you by the way please. yes so yes. One of the mistakes people make yeah. all the time, yeah. writers make this all the time. There'll be three chapters into a book and realize they're not going the right direction, but they're so best in those three chapters, they try to make it work and turn out something that's not good. Oh. Uh, so that cover you see right there, we changed the title on it. It's oh. now one habit to thrive in a post-COVID world because pivot is too much work. Um, we wanted to make it positive, and so to thrive in a post-COVID world is actually a better statement of what it is. Oh, so the, 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 what you see on that book cover right now has just been changed because I'm, I'm never afraid, no matter how deep or how vested I am into a project yeah. to say, wait a minute. Okay. We're going the wrong direction. I don't care if I have to back up all the way to the start line and throw away all the stuff I spend money on. I'm willing at any time to start over. And people, Blockbuster Video is a great example of that. They actually started a platform to rent videos, yeah. but they were so vested in bricks and mortar that they weren't willing to put any effort into what, what, Netflix end up being, oh right? Oh my gosh. Same, same. I mean, literally, they had all the relationships with all the studios. They could have destroyed Netflix or, or or any of the other platforms that exist now. They would have been the biggest, but they were so they were so just vested in the bricks and mortar. So as a as a benefit to the listeners, if you're deep into something and, and you've got this thing in your head and you're saying, you know what? I'm going the wrong direction. I know I'm going the wrong direction, but I've spent so much time getting here. <laughs> Just because you, just because you, okay, so you're on a journey and you, you're leaving LA, trying to get to Chicago, but you find yourself in Louisiana and you're going to go, you know, I'm just going to keep going south, even though north and east is where I need to go because I've went so far already. You're never going to get to where you want to get to. And you have to have the guts yes. to say, okay, you know what? Not just guts. You have to be present enough to pay attention to where you are. Yeah. And if you're three chapters deep or, or if you're hundreds of hours into something, you haven't been paying attention. Or, or maybe you suddenly got that hunch and you listen to it. And you're like, oh, God, you're right. Because we get, we get hunches and we get glimpses all the time from this divine energy up there that just kind of throws us the, the best information ever, right? Absolutely. And if we, if we just, just listen to it. Just be, be, be brave enough to listen to your hunches. Yeah. Because most of the time, they're going to guide you the right direction. You know, I just had this conversation with somebody over the last couple of days, and they were lamenting to me, saying, 
I don't understand. You talk about having unshakable faith. I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, well, what, like, what do you mean you don't know what I'm talking about? God never answers my prayers. And I said, are you sure? Yes. Because I told him. I've said, you know, I've told him, I've said, I need this and this and this and this. And I said, oh, so you think you're God's manager? <laughs> you're not. How about, how about you want to know I have unshakable faith? Because I say, thank you. The world is still out today. I wake up, I open my eyes, I see over this beautiful Lake Michigan, and I say, especially in 2020, thank you, the, the world is still in existence. Oh, I can see, I can hear, I can smell things, my body is here. Thank you, this is such a great, this is such a great reality. So, in, by the way, sir, in your divine time, in good divine order, whatever it is that I might be able to do to be a benefit, Perhaps you could put me in the light of awareness, and then I'll know where to go. And so our dreams are our prayers being answered. But even when we're saying I'm suffering here, sometimes living in the contrast of where you want to be, that is a prayer answered because you're seeing what cockapoo you don't want. Mm -hmm. And you would never know unless you landed there, right? You know what the other thing, too, is you have to, like, I have two amazing daughters. And if one of them came to me and they say, you know, Dad, I, I know you're probably not going to do this for me, but because um, I know you don't ever do anything I, I ask of you, but would you <laughs> would you possibly help me figure out how to do this mortgage on my house? And I'd be like, no, because obviously I don't do anything for you. So you got to treat God the same way. You got to go like, you don't go, you know, God, I know you don't really care about me. You never do anything I say, but I kind of need this. You say, listen, I appreciate all the stuff you've done. Yes. Would you help me with this too? Yes. And and, and by the way, the, the answers always come. Yes. I I have never ever ever had a, had a problem. And and by the way, here's what the problem is. Okay. If I'm looking at if I, if I'm my, if I'm blindfolded. Yeah. And I'm touching the tail of an elephant. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out what this thing is. And I just only touch the tail. Yeah. It remains a problem and a mystery. But if I start going around it and putting my hands on it, oh, there's a trunk, there's tusks and everything. Yeah. I realize it's an elephant. Okay. There you go. So if we look at our challenges or problems, we call it problems. I'm not afraid of the word. And we look at it from every angle possible. Before you know it, there's a realization of what it is, yeah. and, and it works out. But whatever I needed a title to a book. Yeah. Or I needed, um, I don't know, just, just some inspiration to on something that I'm, I, I'm puzzled about. I didn't know how to attack it. Yeah. Um, I just say, you know, I need, need help with this. And I let it go. Yeah. And I don't say that I need it by five o'clock Tuesday. Right. Here, that's, that's the other thing. Yeah. Your answers will come to you. Right. When you need them. Yes. And, and, and if you don't need it for two weeks, you won't probably get it for two weeks. Yeah, it's divine But the time. moment that you need them, the, yeah, and, and it's also like when you write. I did a, a thing on Clubhouse yesterday. I just brand new to it. And I did this thing on, um, uh, and the writers with, with Whitney Wiley, who's also a great writer. She's done two of my books with me and a couple other people. And we, we, we just talked about um, being a writer in, in our processes. Wow, I and, love that. Yeah, and what's, what's really cool about this is that when I write, yeah, I, I I don't say I'm going to start at nine o'clock. Now I, I know this is people are going to hate this because it's <laughs> it's weirdly seems lazy, okay? But I'll wake up and yeah. I'll, and I'm thinking in my head and it's yeah. just kind of spinning in there the thing I want to write about, okay? Yeah, right. And it could be at nine forty-seven. It could be at twelve thirty in the afternoon. It could be yeah. at one. But suddenly it'll be there. Yeah. And I'll just start typing. Right. And for my process, I, I, I don't write by hand and I can't 
um, say it into a tape player. Mini I have to write. Keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And, and, and all, all of a sudden, within, and it never takes me hours, within 47, 50 minutes, I'll look back and I go, wow, where did that come from? There you go. Well, we all have access to that same. Yeah. I mean, Napoleon Hill believed that. And thinking already, he talks about yeah. that, you know, being able to tap into that thing. That's right. You know, to, you know just say, say with positivity that I have this and, and your mind will just subconscious and everything else will just give it to you. You know? And, and you know when that's hardest to do, by the way? It's hardest to do when things are kind of tough. Oh, yeah. Because uh, when, when you're not, let's, let's say you're somebody that had a job. Yeah. And now your job in, in your restaurant is, is closed because of the stuff that's, that's outside of your, your influence. Right. You know, you're not able to force your restaurant back open, okay? Yeah. And now's the hardest time. It's easy when things are going great, Steve. Yeah, things are going great for you right now. So it's easy to be positive and just... Uh, and so that's why you have to train yourself with habits that yeah. you habitually do certain things. Yeah. Because when you have habits inside of you, they work all the time. They're, they're not susceptible to, um, to environment. They're not susceptible to your moods. Right. They're just something you do. Yeah, right? that's right. And so we are in a unique position now where we can instill in ourselves. Our, our, my last book was 820 pages. It's the last book in entrepreneurship ever published, One Habit for Entrepreneurial Success, I did it with Forbes Riley. And it's literally the biggest book ever published on entrepreneurial <laughs> success. But the idea of, you look at a book, but you only need one habit in there. So you flip through it, you'll land on something. Yeah. And you'll look at it and go, wow, that is the habit. My life would be better. Yeah. So you take like 30 days, you put that in you. And suddenly that. it's something you do every day. Yep. Then you flip through the book again, and you will... Through serendipity, or whatever there is, you will That's land right. on another habit, and most of the time, it's something It'll that will you. work. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, Vishan Lakihani from um, Mind Valley talks about that. You know, just pick a book up and let it. You know, it's interesting. It's kind of woo. let it talk to you. Let it talk they to you. They do. You know, it's mm-hmm. interesting because. When people tell me, I have writer's block, I have writer's block, okay, tell me your process. They always, and I, I'm going to ask everyone who hates you from what you said, not to hate you, but to love and admire you, because that was a brilliant piece of advice. Because when people come to me and they say, but I have writer's block, I say, what are you doing? I go in this room, I lock myself in, I tell myself, you're going to stay here until this happens. I say, do you bring, do you bring a whip and a chain in there? Because exactly. that's very cruel. If you want, if you want to write, you know, it has to come through you. And why would anything want to come through you? You is scared to death of you that you're going to punish you for making a wrong word, so you can't do it. My last book that I wrote, <clears throat> Build the Strength Within. My mother had died, and my second parent dies, and I'm thinking, oh, for crying out. Now, I, I don't like this at all. So it took yeah. me, I started swimming again because it was the only way that I could be crying and no one would know. No one could tell that you're crying the whole time when you're in the water. So <laughs> swim I did, but you can't wear goggles because they get filled up and then you get blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're also water, you're right? in the water when you're out of the water. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, you know, I just swam and swam and swam. And then, and then this book really came to me. And, and I actually was doing a radio program and I was talking about it. My engineer said... I don't usually listen to who's on the radio, but I'm listening to you, and we got to do something with this. So what I would do is I would come in 
whenever it came through me. And there you, was, go. you know, yes. I could get up early. You know what's interesting about that too, Deb? Yes. Is the fact that your deadlines, which are these true hard deadlines, you will always reach them. Yes. You always will. And, and this is the other thing that people are so afraid of letting go. It's terrifying to people. They have to be in control. They have to have their arms around this world. Right. And they have to hold it really, really tight so it yeah. can't get away. That kills you. And, and, yeah, and then they have to put barriers around themselves to protect themselves from everything else and, and just focus and look at it, the keys on your typewriter and, and put yourself in this horrific situation. This is so hard. And it's hard, like I said, during these times where you don't get to see people, we're not going out, you can't go to restaurants right now. It's harder now than ever to say, oh, Steve, it's easy for you to say because you have things that are happening. But we have something we've never had before. We have the luxury of time. I knew you were going to say that. We do, right? Yeah. We have the luxury of time. We have the opportunity to learn. Yep. We have the, the opportunity to explore ourselves, That's to actually right. get in shape by working out in the morning, which I never do. I need to do that. But we need <laughs> to learn to cook. We have the we, opportunity. We, yeah, we have more <laughs> We're not driving an hour or two, an hour from work every day. We're not going to a cubicle farm with fluorescent lights with people coughing on you all day. Right. We're not having to worry about getting overly dressed up and bringing money for lunch and not be able to sit down in a comfortable environment and have to order something at a fast food place or spend a lot of money at a restaurant. Right. We, we don't have to put the kids in daycare. Right. Uh, we, there's just so much we don't have to do. That luxury of time is something that we have all frittered away over the last year. Because yeah. many people, you know what they did? They slept all day. Yeah. They, 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 would, they would get out of bed, and they were either wearing their pajamas or whatever, and they maybe took a shower and put on a new pair of pajamas and just stayed home in those right. new pair of pajamas. Right. I mean, great, be comfortable, right? But, but, but. There's, in, 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 this new, in this world of this post-COVID world, which is coming, one of the, my habit, and, and, and I'm going to give this to you guys, is, is real simple, is to force yourself back into a schedule. Mm-hmm. Because that, uh, I'll tell you what happened to me, Deb. I was about a week or so ago. Yeah. I was working, and I didn't know what time of day it was. And I started thinking to myself, what is today? I didn't know what day it was. <laughs> and and it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying because I was lazy or I was watching TV. I literally just just... I, all those in the world where we have to wake up and go somewhere. Right. There's all these touch points which create time for us, right? Right, right. You know, and, and suddenly we don't have that. Right. And so I'm going like, shit, it's, so here's what I'm saying to you. I'm saying know what day it is when you wake up. Maybe start waking up at a certain time. Create a morning ritual like you used to when you went to work. Get dressed up, shower, wash your hair, put your makeup on. Right. You don't have to get all dressed up clothing-wise, but feel... Dress for success for your day. Exactly. Feel you know? proud. Exactly. Feel proud. And, yes. And start and start celebrating. Remember when we used to celebrate Friday? Yep. Absolutely. Oh, it's Friday, and then we have the weekend <laughs> off, and, and, and entrepreneurs don't really have the weekend off, but we still pretend we do. Right, right, and, exactly. And then Wednesday is hump day, but, so I'm going to work harder today, but we, we haven't done any of that. So if you will allow yourself to get back on a schedule, know what day it is, uh, start working at a certain time of day. That's great. Yeah. You can finish when you want. Right, right. But start putting some rituals back into your daily life. Yeah. Because those things made you successful over time. Yeah. You know, and so we just let go of all that. And it was, I felt 
like I was in, in this deep hole. It was a successful hole. I've got a bunch of books and stuff. I'm surrounded by all my books, but I'm in this hole. And I'm going like, my God, I have, I have allowed myself to become a, um, a bridge troll. I'm just underneath this thing and I'm not coming out, you know, and I didn't know what day it was, you know, it's, it's, um, I have we a, have to get back. I have a have wonderful, a wonderful little story for you. So here I am, I'm, I'm in Chicago. I've got this beautiful place on the lakefront. I'm, I'm roaming around in here. And by the way, I moved in here and it was within days, boom, the lockdown. So it was me and 200 boxes all by myself. Oh. <laughs> so I'm thinking, no, oh no, this is terrible. So I get everything unpacked and, you know, I'm, I'm going through and I'm trying to figure out everything out. Well, it was, it was lovely because I'm on the water. I can take a walk to the beach. I can go out onto the grass. I have all these options, right? So I exercised them, but in the middle of the trauma, and it is, it is traumatic and dramatic. I started walking around here and I was doing the same thing. Like, what day is it? I should really know what I'm doing. Now I still had business. I had people to take care of and projects that I was working on. And I, and I traveled between Chicago and St. Louis, but here's what I did. I decided, you know what? I need to get back on this platform of blog talk radio. And then, so I did a couple episodes and I thought, well, it's kind of lonely in here. And it's just me talking. And then I thought, well, invite my friends and all my beloveds in here. So I was doing the shows. Then I said, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Somebody started it by saying to me, would you do um, Dr. Deb Carlin's Soulful Sunday? Because, you know, you have that thing that you do. And I thought, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to be a preacher. So I went ahead and I did it. So I named every day of the week. Listen to this. Soulful Sunday, Monday Mood, Tuesday Talks, Wednesday Wins, Thankful Thursday, Freedom Friday, and Sensuous. Saturday. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> I love that. So, oh my God. Yeah. So I you did the same thing. You did yeah. the same thing that I was talking about. Oh my God. Exactly. And then I invited my co host on and, like, what do you think of this? You know, we named the day, pick a day. And it's been, it's been beautiful because you know what? It sets me in motion. I wake up on Monday and I'm thinking about my mood and I come out and I talk to people about it. And what is your Monday show? What's your theme with Monday? Monday mood. Wow. And, and what is Wednesdays? Wednesday wins. I love it. Wow. So you celebrate your wins on Wednesday. I love that. Exactly. Oh, my God. How much did putting that bit of schedule back into your life, do you feel that it's just really put you on the path to success? 100%. Wow. Because I had purpose. I was having fun. I love my co-hosts. Like, I've been so excited ever since we booked this talk for each other today. I'm I'm like, yes. <laughs> Get in here. We're gonna do this. I've been on the phone talking to people, telling people, emailing people. You're gonna get this episode. This is gonna be great. You got to get ready for it. So I mean, there's all these people that are going, yeah. And then it's the very last. I gotta, I gotta tell you something interesting. So what? Um, I just started doing these interviews probably 45, 50 days ago, something yeah. like that. Okay. And I and I was talking to my friend Eric Swanson. He has this Habitude Warrior Conference. I'm like, Eric, I don't know if I have anything of value to say, you know, I can talk about my books, but you know, that's not, that's not, I mean, that's great. I love my books and everybody should buy them, Yeah. but that's pretty one side one dimensional. He, he said, Steve, think about the people you've interviewed and, and what were they like? And I started thinking about Dwayne. I started thinking about Ben Affleck and Brian Cranston. I love Brian Cranston. He's great. I interviewed Jeremy Irons. Really? I interviewed him for beautiful creatures. I was in Beverly Hills with Beverly Hills Hilton. 
Hey, so what are you doing afterwards, Steve? I said, so I'm going to go get a cigar at my club in Beverly Hills. He goes, if you wait for me, I'll come with you. I brought Jeremy Irons with me to my club. You know, <laughs> that's how, that's, you know, and so I started thinking about how they handled, and I started watching my interviews, and I said, well, wait a minute, they don't necessarily talk about the movie, they talk about other things, and, yeah. and I got them, so I, I really like this platform, I like being able to talk to you. Thank you. Um, and by the way, when I finished, I am, my adrenaline is, is just at, at its peak, I, yeah. I, I feel that we've served people greatly, yes. Yes. I, I hope, Yep. and um and I, I just, this is just fun, isn't it? I love it. You know what? The energetic exchange, the things that come up, the way it emerges, the back and forth, it, you know, it is really amazing because it's so much easier than being on a phone call because you can oh see God. one another engage, you know, like, okay, I think they're going to pause. I can get in there. <laughs> and then you just, it evolves. So I want to, I want to say something about that big ball of COVID that you have behind you. Yeah, it's over. So, <laughs> you know, here's the thing that people need to know. I Early on, I was writing about, with my science-based background, listen, it's a virus. And you know what it hates with all those things sticking out of it? I mean, it doesn't look creepy and scary. But what you have to remember is it doesn't like heat. So get out mm-hmm. in the sun. But here's another thing. Drink hot water all day long. Not ice water, not cold water, but hot water, and add a little lemon to it. And when you put it in your mouth, swish it around your mouth and, you know, really back and forth and then come yeah. down your throat. And what you're doing is if you've been out and you've got any any virus germs on you, spray or anything, then you're going to rinse them down into your throat, down mm-hmm. into your esophagus, down into your gut. And guess what happens in your gut? Hydrochloric acid. Boom. Yeah. It, yeah. it just breaks it up and, and you just excrete it. Wow. That's Isn't amazing. that awesome? Yeah. And and people yeah. have forgotten that when you go out and then you come back in, take off your clothes, put them in the shower. I mean, put them in the, in the washer. Mm-hmm. Go take a hot shower. Get everything rinsed off you. Rinse off your hair because it likes to stick to your hair and your clothing. Oh. And just I do, don't have that problem, by the way. I was gonna, well, that's why I'm saying it, though, because you do. <laughs> and and people don't know these things. And, in like, during the summer, I spent at least three or four hours a day outdoors to make sure I, well, I'm a sun bather anyway, but I wanted to make sure that I was doing everything to defeat the possibility that anything could stick to me. You get that vitamin E from being outside, uh, vitamin D. Vitamin D, that's right. Which is, uh, by the way, we're all super deficient in vitamin D right now. I, I went and got my blood tested at my doctor. Yeah. And he goes, Steve, your, your vitamin D is really, really low. I go, Jesus, because I never go outside. Oh. Where I used to go for walks every day. And, well, go and, back and out I, there. You know, yeah, so we need to do that. I'm taking supplements, but, but you're right. You're, you're right, right yeah. about that. You've got to get out there and get in the sun. You know what? Which, by the way, the government doesn't want us to do. <laughs> You know, it's so wrong. So here's the thing. I don't I, I don't I don't listen very much to commands and demands and mandates if I know that something doesn't make sense. I mean it's it's cold up here, you know, it's winter time. There's snow on the ground. I put on my Ugg boots, I wear mm-hmm. four or five layers of clothes, and I just get out there and By the way, me. Brian Smith who invented Ugg boots is in my first book. I love him. Would you tell him <laughs> that I said thank you? I will. And you, and you want to know what for? There is nothing in the world that is a more sensuous and delicious experience 
than taking your naked foot and putting it into a brand new Ugg boot. Because the lamb's wool that's in there just, you know, like sucks your foot in, surrounds every every piece of cellular material that is your footy and just hugs it. And it's so delightful. I love that design. I love his story. I, I met him first at Secret Knock when I first the, the idea for One Habit actually came from, I was at Secret, Greg Reef's Secret Knock, um, I want to say it was three or four years ago. What is Secret Knock? Well, Secret Knock is this thing that Greg Reed uh, does, and, and Forbes magazine has actually said it was a number one um, seminar to attend in the world. Each year they've given him that award, and really? they've ranked all the other ones. Really? So what they do is they have about 350 people that pay a certain amount, and for a Friday, Saturday, and half of a Sunday – you, you attend this thing, and, and you're sitting at tables, okay? And we have, these, we have these great speakers up there, and Greg interviews them. They do talks as well. And there's people like Brian Smith that started Ugg Boots, um, uh, Rob Angel that invented Pictionary, oh, really? Frank Schenkowitz who started the Make-A-Wish Foundation, okay. uh, Ron Klein who invented the magnetic strip on the back of your credit card, oh. uh, the guy that founded Chuck E. Cheese, and, and uh, all these entrepreneurs and business people and, and – um, the guy that wrote uh, women are from Mars and men are from someplace else, whatever that is. Yeah, women so, are from Venus and men are from Mars. Yeah. So, but, but, but the, the reason it's different is because when they're not on stage, they sit at the tables and hang out with you. Oh, I love so you that. You don't really know them. And then they do this big book signing. So I was there with Greg and I was helping him. I was filming the event. Yeah. And so they're doing a book signing where they were, everybody. So I'm thinking to myself, why are these guys different than other people? Are they smarter than us? Are they luckier than us? Do they, do they, do they, they, they all had different stories, by uh, the way. Yeah. There was, there was no common denominator amongst them that really, that I felt like that was so blaring that was the reason they were successful. And I thought to myself, well, wait a minute, maybe it's what they do. Maybe if, 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 if I were to do and had the habits they had and I worked like they did and I woke up like they did and I did these things, Maybe it's just doing those things that made them successful. So I took the camera with me, and I had my camera person holding it, and I said, we're going to ask them all each one question. So I went up to Eric Swanson while he was signing. I said, Eric, real quick, if you could instantly instill in a child one habit, what would it be and why? And we filmed his response. Mm-hmm. And we walked up to Frank Shankowitz, who founded the Make Wish Foundation. Frank, if you could instantly instill in a child one habit, what would it be and why? And so we filmed all these. Yeah. And I just didn't know where they were going. And so I sat back, and I was editing and watching these. Uh-huh. And two things amazed me. Number one, every single person immediately knew what their habit was. Yeah. Immediately. Oh, they, they, they literally immediately knew. And secondly, <laughs> they were hugely passionate oh, yeah. about that habit. And this was about three, three and a half, four years ago. And so I, I didn't know what to do with this. Do I do a show? And so like two years ago, I finally said, okay, you know what? I think that I, I want to take this idea and turn it into a book. Never published anything before. Yeah. Went back to all those people, plus another uh, 70 other people, got 100 people, to answer that singular question. Wow. And that became the first book, which was going to be the only book. It's called One Habit. There's no one habit for – it's just one habit. Yeah. And as it started selling and became a bestseller on Amazon and all these various platforms, the people in the book say, Steve, I like this idea of one habit. Let's do one habit for women action takers. Let's do one habit to beat cancer. Let's do one habit for entrepreneurial success. Let's do one habit for working from home. Whereas each person will be asked, 
If you could instantly instill in a new business person who's working from home one habit, what would be and why? If you could instantly instill in somebody that is trying to thrive through cancer, one habit, what would be and why? Yeah. If you could instantly instill in a woman that is an action taker, uh, one habit to make her thrive in life, what would it be and why? And so that's what these books became. We went through nine. We've done nine now. We've got another 20 in the works, and they keep growing and growing and growing. Hundreds, hundreds of authors are in my books. So this is number 10 that I'm in. Am I number 10? Are you number 10? Uh, uh, Yes, you'll be in book number 10. Because I've always wanted to be a 10, kind of like based on Bo Derek. (laughs) (laughs) You're now a 10. There you go. I have anointed you a 10. And, um, and, and by the way, uh, the books, because um, what's going to happen is all the authors are going to buy copies for themselves and yeah. give away. Yeah. Because one, one of the things we do on lunch day yeah. is you have a copy for yourself, right? Right. But, but the power is, is that you're going to buy two or three other copies and you're going to give them away. Absolutely. Books are the best gifts ever, by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely. People just love them, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're, and you're giving somebody the solution to poverty, to get rid of poverty. Right. You're giving them the key to success because in there, there will be one habit that will change your life forever. And so what we do is we say, here's this book. It's going to change your life. You take a picture of the smiling hole in the book and say, do me a favor. Will you you push that and put that on your Facebook page? Absolutely. And here's the link I want you to put. So all the people you give books to send people to the book on Amazon. They all buy them. And a lot of them will buy extra copies and give them away and post pictures. Uh, And it becomes this viral, beautiful thing. you know what? And people get so excited to know an author that that they're really excited if you give them a book that you're in this book, you're the you're the author, you're one of the authors. People get excited about that. So the whole thing is a massive lift. And I love that about what it is that you're doing. Well that's the thing. Being a best selling author is a key to most doors. Yeah, it sure. Can, is. Here's the thing. It, it, it's, it's a shortcut for credibility. You know, you could be the greatest psychologist, the greatest coach on the planet, but you got to get your foot in the door to serve people. So you can now say that, you know, I'm Steve Samos. I'm a multiple uh, international number one best-selling author. They tend to listen to you. Yeah, they do. That will open the door. And then, by the way, what do you do? And, and they've now asked you to tell you, tell them what you do. Yeah, right. So it's, it's one of the best tools ever. We all make money on, on the books too, but but the the best thing that happens is is there's a couple things. You become part of the community yeah. with all these other one habit contributors who are amazing and they lift each other up and they help each other. So awesome. um, we give you a resource page at onehabit.com, and so all the traffic we're getting finds you, and not just buys books, but find because all your links are on there. They're going to watch your videos. They're going to they're going to see how they can attend your virtual seminars or or real seminars once it happens. You know, if they're a coach be you know, becoming, you, know, you become your coach, things of that nature. Have you thought about bringing us all together and doing virtual seminars? 100%. Uh, I absolutely, I've thought of, well, there's a couple things going on. Um, we created a, um, a VR app. Um, and unfortunately, we created it in a program called Daydream, which okay. is a Daydream headset, which is made by Google. Okay. And, it's, and it's an app that goes on an Android phone. Okay. But, but last, last November, uh, Google said, you know, we don't think it's a viable platform. So they shut Daydream down. We, we spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars building this, this thing. So now what we're doing is we're taking the app and we're putting it onto Oculus. So what we're going to do is we're going to have it so somebody can, there's two things you can do with it. Actually, number one, if you're a corporate trainer, you can create modules and we'll go to corporations and we'll, and we'll lease them all the headsets they need. 
and at any given time, 50 people will, on their own pace, watch each module training. Really? Um, these won't be live events because we haven't really tapped into how to do a live stream into the VR yet, uh, and, and it's probably not that far off. But what we were going to do, we will put together a beautifully edited platform of a day where people will pay a, a six forty nine ninety five or whatever it might be, okay. and they'll be able to at their own pace. They'll put on the headset and they'll be in this, this beautiful auditorium with you right in front of them. But you're not on a stage teaching them. You're actually on a chair sitting right in front of them and talking like this one-on-one, not on a stage far away, untouchable, and through the speaker. They feel like you're right in front of them. You know what? I've dreamed this. Well, we have it, and it's, and it's happening. It's, it's going to be within the next two months, this app will be available on Oculus. The other thing we're doing, too, is um, we have a, uh, a Fire TV app. You where you can go to, and what I want to do, actually, and we'll talk about this, I would love to take this interview we're doing right now yeah. and, and take this and put it on our Fire TV app so people can watch it on television. Fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah, because I want people to know who you are. And this will bring, you know, they have 80 million, whatever it is, you know, users of Fire TV. Yeah. And uh, this will be just another platform for you to get your word out, to get your face out, get people to know who you are. You know what? I had this. I had this vision. I mean, really, truly, I was like, 18 years old, and I remember saying to my then husband, I've got this invention. We put these glasses on, and they're plugged into a computer somehow, and everything is 3D, and and they're wired to your brain and to your whole physiology, so that as you're going through the motions of different moods, you get to see everything the way it's happening in your whole body. So if you have hypertension, you can see exactly why. And if you have a headache, you can see exactly why, what's going on in there. And he looked at me and he said, how do you want to do that? And I said, uh, it'll happen. It'll unfold. <laughs> I know, yeah. You just know, you know the why, you don't know the how, but yeah. the why is the most important thing. But you know what, why you want to do it. What you're system. saying, so each one of us as authors will do a filming so that we can sit across from the person. I love that. Yeah, and it's, yeah, you know what? Yeah. And let me tell you something. Even though this virtual space um, – I've been using Zoom actually for a number of years when it first came out because I thought, well, this is great. And and people get nervous about it and, and, and I invite them on here and they get a little scared and there's a couple of different groups that I run and um, <laughs> people, <laughs> it's really funny. They've got the camera like on their phone down under by their chest and I'll say, you know what? It's so good to see you. I love the interior of your nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> or... Or the funny part is, is, is they get like from here up. <laughs> <laughs> right. So up to I, the top of your head. <laughs> yeah. So I play with people to get them to laugh about it, get comfortable, you know, position your camera. And so when I have people on as my co-host, I mean, there have been some really funny episodes before we get live where people have been, you know, like their their head is about where my where my chest is, you know, and they'll oh, say, God, "How God. come you're so tall? I'm not tall." <laughs> Forbes Riley does uh, some programs on crushing on camera. Oh. Where, she, where it's amazing. Uh, so Forbes is the one that got 150 people in our last book. She's the, one of, the, one of the biggest book on entrepreneurial success yeah. ever published. Oh, I wish she would have um, me. Yeah, she needs to be in your, she needs to, You need to interview her too. She's a great interview. She's darling. Um, so it's interesting because that when she first started doing this crushing on camera, you know, all the people would be on Zoom, right? Yeah. And there's like one girl would be there, and behind her is her unmade bed. I know. What is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. 
Uh, and, and things like, and so she got everybody to get green screens or set a very nice framing of the environment behind right. them, one of the two. Yep. And now when you see all of them, like like 60 people on Zoom and you go through the two yeah, screens yeah. of Zoom, they look gorgeous. They all have ring lights. They have, they have lights. You know, they have the green screens behind them. Yeah. And she, just her doing that has, has changed a lot of people. Because yeah. of the, the professionalism that's, that you can create in this environment is just wonderful. It is absolutely. I, I have a room just dedicated to my office, like you do. Yep. Uh, but my whole back wall is all green screen. Oh, and there's wow. two lights up here. And there's a ring light in front of me. And I have a, a power strip over here that I reach down, click it, and all the lights go on. Yeah. You know, it's right. it's. I love it. It's wonderful. I have had so much fun in here creating with the monitor and the muffler and the rings, the, the ring lights and everything. And, and there have been times when what I've done is I've gotten really risky. And when it's dawn, I will take my, um, my iPad and my phone and I'll do a blog talk radio outside on the lakefront. Or I'll just take, I'll take my phone and do a Facebook live. (laughs) These are very popular. If you know, I have ones that I'll do. I'll wait till it's really cold and windy, and I'll go do an episode, and my hair is flying straight up, you know. It's hilarious. It, it is hilarious, and it's intended to be. And and people just have fun with it. If you can just remember that the camera loves you as long as you're comfortable with yourself and just let it happen, it's marvelous. Yeah. Can you believe we're almost out of time? We've got two and a half minutes left. I know. I just looked at this. It's like 157 my time right now. Isn't it um, This was great, by the way. I'm yeah. so happy, Deb, that we are working together. Me too. Because um, we're, we're, we're creating something amazing, and I love your platform. I love Thank what you. you're doing. I love. The best thing I've heard is how you've named each day. <laughs> the greatest idea ever. Oh, my God. That is just I genius. Well, People need that. They really need that badly. I got a big surprise for you. So why don't you stick with me here for a minute? We'll close it out. I'll keep you here. Okay. And then we'll, and then we'll, okay. okay. So everybody, this has been your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, enthusiastically talking to this wonderful human being, Stephen Sambliss. And I just scratched the surface of who he is and what he does. So We'll get it back here. <laughs> all right. So, I will return. All right. Then this is going to be a return gig. So we're going to say peace out and thank you. And Stephen, your darling, this has been marvelous. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, hang on. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.